Nagarjuna said, if there were the slightest trace which is non-empty, then a trace of emptiness would exist as well. As there is no trace that is non-empty, how could there be a trace of emptiness? So it's important that we do not think that emptiness is some sort of final view and singular. It dependently originates as well and is empty. Okay, uh, so we're going to actually be beginning on page 192, um, right where it says, therefore. Um, it's right at the top. Um, that's actually uh, where we left, where it's going to make more sense from the start point. Uh, so that's what we'll do. Okay, Dixon Rinpoche, the Dena Ngarza Shilung. Dena Ngarza Shilung. Dena Ro. Mm-hmm. ตลอดเรื่องว่าจะไปชงกุลอันดีกันหรอจะไปเชื่อมีหลังสมุทรเจ๊เลสเซอร์ถ้าจะไปชงกุลอันเจ๊เจ้าอุ่นดูตามมาก
practices the three highest higher trainings. The highest higher training in ethics, the highest higher training in concentration, and the highest higher training in wisdom. And in dependence upon these three trainings, he or she is able to achieve an individual liberation or their own individual nirvana. And as a note, the reason I'm using the word individual uh, is because they are um, uh, seeking liberation for themselves alone. They are not trying to become a Buddha for the sake of everyone. They're trying to m only eliminate their downfalls, not working, do not uh, aim to eliminate others' downfalls, whereas the Bodhisattva wishes to aid in the elimination of others' downfalls. The, the, the Hinayanist, in this case, wishes to achieve the abandonment of all their downfalls only so they can achieve the state of nirvana that the Buddha wishes for all. Um, so, and then the last category is called the teaching for beings of great capacity and this is the Mahayana teaching, um, the teachings that lead to complete Buddhahood. Without these teachings, Buddhahood cannot be achieved. Uh, so the final um, imprints of the afflictive obstructions cannot be removed without this final path um, of the, the beings of, for beings of great capacity. And this is practicing all of the already mentioned things and then coupling that, those with bodhicitta, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, and then f with that motivation of bodhicitta or the Buddha mind engaging in the six perfections so um, and perfecting each of them as a bodhisattva. Digson Rinpoche. Tomatato, Tongonato, Mabba Shepard and Jed, Sawson Bishro. Tatar Majina, 
Therefore, just after the passage in the fundamental treatise cited above, how could there be a trace of emptiness, Nagarjuna says, the conqueror said that emptiness eradicates all dogmatic views. As for those who take a dogmatic view of emptiness, he said that they are incurable. 
Again, having a dogmatic view of emptiness does not mean taking the view that things are empty of intrinsic nature. It means thinking of emptiness, emptiness of intrinsic nature, as truly existent or viewing it as a real thing. For Buddha Palita's commentary on the fundamental treatise says this very clearly with giving an example. It is possible to overcome the misconceptions of those who think that things exist essentially. You can explain emptiness and show them that things are empty of essence, saying, as these are dependent arisings, they are designated as this or that thing through the force of causes and conditions, things do not exist essentially. However, there is no way to overcome the misconceptions of those who think that emptiness is a real thing. For example, if you tell someone I have nothing, and that person then says, give me that nothing, how can you make that person and understand you have nothing. It is, if it is not taken in this way, the example would also be inappropriate. Suppose you say to me, give me some money, and I reply, I have no money. If you conclude the person has no money, then there is no problem. However, if you think of no money as a kind of money, then there is no way that I can assure you that I have no money. In just the same way, suppose you ask, do things have intrinsic nature or not? And I say, they do have intrinsic nature. If you then think things do not have intrinsic nature, how could that be a problem? I wanted you to get this idea. However, if you think that things lack of intrinsic nature is itself intrinsically existent, then this is a problem. According to your interpretation, when you hear me say that I have no money and then develop the idea the person has no money, then even that idea must be refuted. So it would be wonderful for you to rely on what I have said. Also, in clear words, Chandrakirti speaks of clinging to emptiness as a real thing. Hence, he is not refuting emptiness itself, and there is no fault in simply having the view of emptiness. The view, uh, the verse summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines says, A bodhisattva who thinks the aggregates are empty is meditating on signs and lacks faith in the realm of non-production. Also, Nagarjuna's precious garland states, Therefore, the great sage refuted views of self and selflessness. Although, the, although these and other scriptures and treatises say that it is wrong to have a view of emptiness or selflessness, you should understand them as I have explained above. Otherwise, they would contradict a great many statements in other texts. In the Heart Sutra, the Prajnaparamita Jandaya Sutra, Shariputra asks Avogateshvara how one who wishes to practice profound Praja profound perfection of wisdom should train. In response, Avogateshvara says a bodhisattva should correctly view these five aggregates as empty of intrinsic existence. Diksang Rinpoche. The Pumbo Ngapo Deta Jang Ranshi. Sharibu Shinazila Shishin Samula Shishin Samula Shibandaba de Jadalaba Shawa Tripi Land of Pumbo Ngapo Deta Jang Ranshi Jituba Nabayantaba Jusu Tao Shina Duba Legend Chuna Ranshi Meba Nonsu Shijuba Dene Shiro Shiro Paru, Shiju Shuba, Shiro, Juba Legion, Tisha, Tisha Dada, Daga Tontaji, Nanjuba, Number Two and Juro, Shisumba, Shisumba, Shito, Mayu, Tada Tango and Juro, Tena, Guba Tanji, Guba Tanji, Jitawa, Rajin, Dundubi, Maribayila, Tedan, Zidang was on gay, you couldn't, 
ਤੇ ਤੂੰ ਜੇ ਬੰਦਾ ਰਾਜੇ ਮੈਂ ਬਾ ਰਾਜੇ ਮੈਂ ਬਾ ਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਬਾ ਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਬਾ ਤੂੰ ਵੀ ਸ਼ਿਰ ਨਾਚੀ ਹਿਨਾ ਤੇ ਜਿੰਦਾ ਸੰਜੀ ਨਾ ਤਖਣਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਜੀ ਤਵਾ ਤਵਾ ਕਬਨਾ ਮਦੇ ਜਿੰਦੋ ਜਿੰਦੋ ਖਿਲਾਂ ਕੁਤੇ ਸ਼ੁਗੋ ਸ਼ੁਗੋ ਨੀ ਬਾ ਮੈਂ ਬਤਾ ਸ਼ੇਸ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਜੀਜਾ ਬਿੰਦੇ ਬਲੇ ਜੀਜਾ ਬਿੰਦੇ ਬਲੇ ਛਬ ਛਬਾ ਛਬਾ ਯੋ ਸੋ ਸੇਬਾ ਛਬਾ ਯੋ ਸੋ ਸੇਬਾ ਨਗਾਲੇ ਦੇਬਾ ਤੇ ਤਰ ਛਬਾ ਯੋ ਸੋ ਸੇਬੇ ਜੋ ਮਾਈਨੋ ਤਨੀ ਸ਼ਰ ਰਾਜੀ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਤੂੰ ਬਣੀ ਜੇ ਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਬਣਾ ਸ਼ੀ ਗੁਨੇ ਸ਼ੀ ਗੁਨੇ ਬਾ ਮੈਂ ਬਾ ਜੋ ਦੇ ਨਗਾਲੇ ਦੇਬੇ ਨਗਾਲੇ ਦੇਬੇ ਟੋਂਚੇ ਤੋਂ ਜੁਬਾ ਸੇਬਾਲਾ ਦੇ ਜੀਬੋ ਲਾਨਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਲਾਨਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਲਾਨਾ ਮੈਬੇ ਗੋਈ ਨੋ ਗੋਈ ਨੋ ਕਿਤੇ ਕਿਤੇ ਹਾਂ ਤੂੰ ਬਣੀ ਦਾ ਸਮਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਦਾ ਸਮਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਦਾ ਸਮਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਦਾ ਹਬਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਸ਼ੇਸ਼ਾ ਲਾ ਸੁਬਨਾ ਬਤਾ ਵੀ ਗੋਸੂ ਇਹ ਮੈਂ ਜਾਂ ਇਹ ਮੈਂ ਜੇ ਤਤਨਾ ਦਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਤਵਾ ਖੋਨਾ ਤੂੰ ਹੀਦੇ ਚਲਾ ਚਲਾ ਚਮਲਬਾ ਦਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਰੀਚੀ ਨਾ ਪਥਾ ਚਲਾ ਛਬਾ ਮਾਈਬਾ ਮਾਈਬਾ ਸੇਬਾ ਲਾ ਗਾਇਆ ਗਾਜੀ ਕਿਤੋਂ ਤੋ ਗਾਜੀ ਕਿਤੋਂ ਦੁਨੀਆਵਾ ਸਮਾ ਮੇਬਾ ਕਲਾਇ ਤੀਸ਼ਰ ਦਾ ਮੈਬੰਦੇ ਨੇ ਸ਼ੀਗੋ ਨੇਬਾ ਨੇਬਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਕੋਨਾ ਇਨੋ ਤਨੀ ਜੀ ਸਿਰ ਸਾਚੂ ਸਾਚੂ ਜੀ ਥੋਲੇ ਸਾਚੂ ਜੀ ਥੋਲੇ ਰਾਜੇ ਮੈਬਾ ਤੋਂਬਾ ਤੋਂਬਨ ਰਾਜੇ ਮੈਬੇ ਤੋਲਾ ਤੋਂਬਨ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਛੇਵੇਂ ਚਿਸ਼ੀ ਸ਼ੇਬਤਰ ਸਮਥਾਂ ਜੀ ਲੋਬਨ ਜੀ ਜੀ ਸਿਰ ਕੇਬੇ ਦਾ ਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਬੰਜੂ ਸ਼ੇਸ਼ੇ ਤੋ ਸ਼ੇ ਨਵਰ ਥਾਬੀ ਗੋਸੂ ਨਵਰ ਥਾਬੀ ਗੋਸੂ ਸ਼ੇ ਬਤਾ ਨਾ ਗੋਸੂ ਸ਼ੇ ਬਤਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਬਾ ਤਾਈ ਤੋਨਾਜੀ ਨਾਜੀ ਥਾਬੀ ਗੋਸ਼ੇ ਬਾ ਗਵਾ ਗਵਾ ਪੋਨੇ ਗਵਾ ਪੋਨੇ ਲੋਤਾ ਰੇਬੇ ਤਨੀ ਤਾਬੀ ਗੁਦਰੂਸੋ ਰਾਜੇ ਨਾਬਰ ਚੇਬਾਤਾਂ ਜੇ ਯੁਦੇ ਸੰਜੀ ਸੰਜੀਆਂ ਚੁਗਦੇ ਤਤਾ ਤੋਬਤੇ ਤੋਬਤੇ ਨੇ ਦਮੈਨੀ ਜੋ ਸਮਾਂਜੇ ਵੀ ਨਿਆਬੀ ਜੇ ਸਲਾ ਸਮਾਂਜੇ ਬਚਤਾਇਆ ਮੈਂ ਵਿਸ਼ਰੋ ਤੰਦਰਾਈ ਤੋਬਲਾਂ ਨੇ ਤਾਂ ਤੋ ਤੇਨੇ ਕਿੰਤੂਤੇ ਨੇ ਨੇ ਜਾਂਦੂ ਤਾਂਗੇ ਤੂੰ ਕਾਈਆਂ ਗੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਜਾਇ ਕਮ ਹਸ਼ੰਗੇ ਜੋਂ 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 ਦਬਾ ਸਵਾਈ ਨੋ ਯਾ ਬਦੋ ਕੇ ਕੰਗਿਸਨੇ ਦੇ ਇੰਜੀ ਕੇ ਲੇਉ 
No Gucci Madu, you must know what the Mobu said. Okay. Need it low, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. I left off at all the, though these are, okay. Although these and other scriptures and treatises say that it is wrong to have a view of emptiness or selflessness, you should understand them as I have explained above. Otherwise, they would contradict a great many statements in other texts. And the Heart Sutra, the Prajnaparamita Randaya Sutra, Shariputra asked Alvagateshvara, all right, how one who wishes to practice the profound perfection of wisdom should train. In reply, Alvagateshvara says, Rimche actually reread this, a bodhisattva should correctly view these five aggregates as empty of intrinsic existence. The verse summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines says, one who knows that phenomena do not intrinsically exist is practicing the supreme perfection of wisdom. Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way says, Consequently, a yogi views the emptiness of the self and that which belongs to the self and thereby becomes free. Therefore, the root of all problems is the ignorance that superimposes intrinsic existence. There is only one consciousness that can uproot it by apprehending things in a way that explicitly contradicts it. That consciousness is the wisdom that knows selflessness, the absence of intrinsic existence. As this is so, if you refute this way of apprehending things, this, then you will have to admit, albeit unwilling, that you are refuting the view of reality. At the point where Aryadeva's 400 verses says, there is no second door to peace. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, the extinction of attachment is the cause of attaining nirvana and the, except for the view of the absence intrinsic existence, there is no other teaching that can cause the extinction of attachment. Thus, selflessness characterized by the absence of intrinsic existence is the only one and only door to peace. As a gateway to the city of nirvana, it is alone and nothing can match it. Although there are the three doors of liberation called emptiness, signlessness, and wishlessness. Still only the view of selflessness thereby extinguish every attachment to all things. And then how could you ever long for anything or apprehend signs in anything? Because of this, selflessness alone is the one and only door to peace. Therefore, the equipment for enlightenment explains... Because phenomena do not intrinsically exist, they are empty. Further, because phenomena are empty, what, are, what use are signs? Inasmuch as they have overcome all signs, why would we be learned? Why would the learned wish for such phenomena? The Chandrakirti clears up the apparent contradiction between the scriptural explanations that there are three doors to liberation and other texts which explain that the view of emptiness of intrinsic existence is the only door to liberation. He also uses scripture and reason to prove to, to reason to prove that just this view is the door to liberation. Why should the mere negation of intrinsic nature imply the refutation of the uh, refutation of the object of wisdom? It should not, for such knowledge remedies the conceptions of the two selves as signs and it lacks even a trace of such a misconception. If you regard a de uh, defective even such a conception, if you regard as defective even such a conception and refute all conceptuality of any sort, good or bad, then it is equivalent to you, 
it then it is evident that you want to set up the system of the Chinese abbot Hashang. So the three doors to liberation, Tonwa, Da Mepa, Mupa Mepa, the Tom, Tom, the, this Sum, Yanjar Surinang Rinpoche? So Rinpoche just wants to just touch on the three doors. Rimache, this sum the injikeng it da then this injike sum uh the go sum tarpi go sum ming tomba the pretty curate it's tabi go sum chosen so see how much they want to be to one to be shit up so never to but want to be shit up so see in trouble never to but want to be shit up so good the left okay yeah. All right, well, um, it's the three doors of liberation, and then we have these three names, um, and then Rinpoche explained which, what each of them is, but I just, I'm having trouble because I don't, I'm not hearing him say signlessness and wishlessness, and I have to look in the book, and then I'm trying to, so I'm just going to say what he said the three things are, and then, so the first one is, then, Tambo Sho, Tambo Sho, so the first is the wisdom realizing the emptiness of lack, the emptiness of lack, the emptiness of true establishment of our susur pama, our parents. So that's the first. So the wisdom that realizes the emptiness of true establishment of our parents. The Natsupama Demba Tomba Demba Drupa. The second is uh, ourselves, we ourselves, Susur Demba Drupi Sherup, the wisdom realizing our own selflessness, our own our ourselves emptiness literally. The wisdom realizing ourselves emptiness. This is the second door. And then the third door is the result. So the result. So the wisdom realizing the emptiness of true establishment of the result, our um, our results, or susur, susur, our results. It's a susur depo. Yes. Depugariena? Oh, yeah. Any, any result. So I was just asking if it was our child. You know, it's just any result. Yeah, so these are the three doors to liberation. Yeah. 
Oh, there are no other doors that are needed in order to... There is no secondary door um, other than emptiness that will allow one to be liberated. There's no secondary door. Um, and that's why it says um, that it's emptiness is the root of liberation or something. Uh, the door... Um, uh, the view of emptiness of intrinsic existence is the only door to liberation. Um, so there is no secondary door to liberation, Rinpoche is saying. So it's that our parents are, the wisdom realizing, I'm just going to go through it cleanly in the order then. The, the, so the first, and we're looking at the three doors of liberation, the first example is the wisdom, uh, wisdom, Dopi Shara Rinpoche, the, 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 Susur Pama, the, Tomba Dopi, Dopi Shara, Shara, Dopey share. Okay, so it is the wisdom realizing the emptiness of true establishment of our parents. The the second is the wisdom realize um, the wisdom realizing the lack of true establishment of ourselves, and then the third is the wisdom realizing the lack of true establishment of our results. Um, so. Um, here we see these um, emptiness, signlessness, and wishlessness. Um, that's just where I, I, my confusion is, just for a moment. Um, the Triwa Dure Rimache? This Katie Triwa Yure Digson? I'll go. Just the third point about understanding the emptiness of our results. Things that result from us. Okay, okay. Yeah. Digson. Ngaylan Jason. I'll go. so an overly so refuting an overly restricted identification of the object to be negated is that um, if you restrict it too far then you end up with um so then you can So then you can, you can arrive at this place where you say there is a non-existence um, uh, if you take it too far. Um, so you can um, you end up in, in the extremes. You have the substantialism, and then you have nihilism. And if you fall too far to if you overly restrict the object to be negated, um, then you, you see you end up with <coughs> the view of non-existence as opposed of 
not in having intrinsic existence. Um, so this is what this whole section is going to be um, properly identifying the object of negation in terms of what emptiness is negating. Ranjin Gaja 
Okay. The Cheran, the Kasson, Ranjin, Ngo Drupa. Okay, when, uh, Nora, I'm going to find a good place to stop. Okay, hold on here. Just bear with me one, one moment. Um, I just have to put it back together here. 646. That should be it. Winna, therefore. Okay, I got it. Previously, 198. I have the whole chapter, right? Not negating enough. Refuting an overly uh, restricted identification of the object to be negated. The object to be negated is an intrinsic nature that has three attributes. Cause and conditions do not bring it into being. Its condition is immutable. It is posited without depending on some other phenomena. For Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise says, it is not reasonable that a nature should arise from causes and conditions if it did arise from causes and conditions, then a nature would be something that is made. How could it be suitable for a nature to be something that is made? A nature is not fabricated and does not depend on another. In general, reply, in general, if someone claims that internal and external things, e.g. example seedlings, have intrinsic nature, in this sense, then Madhyamakas intend uh, indeed must refute such. However, here, identifying the object to be negated means identifying the fundamental object of negation. When you refute the fundamental object of negation, then the Madhyamaka view, knowledge that phenomena lack intrinsic nature, develops in your mind stream. Fallacies arise if you follow the, their, this opponent's interpretation. Since the partisans of non-Madhyamaka, Buddhist schools have already established and compounded phenomena are produced by causes and conditions and are immutable, we should not have to demonstrate to them the absence of intrinsic nature. They also have recognized that things lack intrinsic nature. So how can this be the unique Madhyamaka uh, object of negation? Uh, many uh, Madhyamaka texts adduce arguments such as if things existed essentially then they could not depend on causes and conditions. They would have to be immutable and so forth. Uh, how they would have to be, where am I? I just jumped. Hold on. It happens sometimes when I'm reading. I'm, how many paragraphs down am I? Mutable and so forth. However, these statements indicate fallacies that would uh, be entailed if things existed essentially. They do not identify the object of a negation on its own terms. It is the case that if something existed ultimately, existed in reality, or truly existed, then it could not depend on causes and conditions and so forth. However, that is not what ultimate existence means. For example, even though being a, a pot, okay, Rinpoche pointed this out. For example, even though being a pot entails being impermanent, impermanence is not the proper meaning of pot. So there's the pot is the definiendum, and the definition is um, what the definiendum means or is described as. Um, so it's the subject to be defined 
and the definition. So here uh, we say, for example, the definiendum pot uh, is impermanent, but that doesn't uh, properly tell you what a pot is. It just is a, an attribute of it. In order to know that it's a pot, you have to define it. And the definition of pot um, is flat, bulbous. Oh, let me read it here. It's like the, one of the first things you study in the monastery uh, as you start to work with this language. Um, bulbous, splay-based thing able to perform the function of holding water. Does splay-based mean flat-bottomed? Oh, okay. All right. It's something like bulbous, flat-bottomed, because it's got to be able to sit. So that's part of the definition. I remember that from, from studying it. That, that it has to be able to sit, so it's bulbous, flat bottom. And then there's a debate if it, you know, is, is it a jug, is it a pot, like that whole thing goes on. Uh, likewise, if something existed ultimately, etc., it would have to be a partless thing. Still, here in Madhyamaka, we do not suggest that partless thing is the fundamental object of negation. So Rinpoche, um, again, um, wanted to let everyone know that when we're speaking of the tenet systems, we're speaking of four specific tenet systems, and within each of them there are um, other school, various schools, depending on which of the tenets they are. So we have the Great Exposition School, which is the um, uh, Babashika School. We have the um, Sutra School, which is the Satrantika School, the Mind Only School, which is Chittamantran, uh, and the Middle Way School, which is Madhyamaka. And the Madhyamaka has two categories, and um, one of the categories has two categories. So Madhyamaka is broken down into the Madhyam, um, middle way. So the middle way school, or Madhyamaka, is broken down into two categories, uh, the Madhyamaka Prasangika and the Madhyam, Madhyamaka Svatantrika. Svatantrika, the V, like Sva, Svatantrika. Um, and then there are further broken down um, so that the middle way, the, in English, that's the middle way consequence school and the middle way autonomy school. Um, so the middle way consequence school is um, Madhyamika Prasangika and the middle way autonomy school is Madhyamika Svatantrika. And then the Madhyamika Svatantrika or the middle way autonomy school has two categories. Um, one that leans towards the mind only and one that leans towards the, just as a translator's note, and in, in leans towards the sutra school. Um, so Rinpoche identified uh, the, the tenets and just said that um, the most, um, the closest to accurate would be the autonomy school, but there still is um, a um, taking of uh, there still is um, substantialism in the autonomy school, but they are closest to correct reality um, in the tenets system. So when we're looking at the tenets and their base view of reality, the autonomy school is the closest to reality, but it still has substantialism within it because there's intrinsic existence in, on the part of the object in, of observation um, or the object of uh, grasping. Um, so, since the partless things are merely imputed from the unique perspective of advocates of philosophical tenets, such no notions are not the fundamental cause that binds embodied beings in cyclic existence. Further, even if you determine that these, those partless things 
lack intrinsic nature and then meditated on that, this would not at all counter the ignorant conception which has operated from beginningless time. Therefore, even optimal and direct knowledge of, of that would not overcome the innate in afflictions. Just one sec. Okay, we're good. Thus, when making philosophical determinations, make make your principal task the Thus, when making philosophical <coughs> determinations, make your principal task to determine that an object as conceived by innate ignorance does not exist. Uh, and ancillary to that, refute objects of acquired misconceptions. If you do not understand this and fail to eradicate the perspective of innate ignorance, then when you refute a personal self, you only refute a self that is permanent, unitary, and uh, independent. When you refute, refute an objective self, you will only refute things that are imputed by the advocates of philosophical tenets, such as objects that are partless particles, partless movements of experience, or natural substrate with three um, strands, I don't know how to say that in Sanskrit, asserted by the Samkhya's. So the Samkhya's school, as a translator's note, is an ancient Indian school, non-Buddhist. Um, so. Uh, if it seems out, uh, the, the wording is odd, it's because it's not a Buddhist school they're talking about. It's the Samkhya tradition, which is uh, called enumerators in English. Um, and, and I believe that's because they believe they can divide all phenomena into 20. The Dran Chamba, the Konsu, the Nishu Sangha. Chutamcha Nishusanga. Yeah, so the 25 objects of comprehension. They believe that the Samkhya school, the enumerators, uh, divide things into that and can explain everything into these 25 different subsets. Um, so, uh, so that's what the Samkhya's is, just as a translator's note. This is completely inappropriate. If you think otherwise, then when you make philosophical determinations, you will establish nothing more than this shallow selflessness. As philosophical determinations are made from the purposes of meditation, when you meditate, you will have to meditate only on this. Uh, therefore, even if you have actualized such a selflessness in meditation and consumed your cultivation of it, nothing uh, would come of it. It would be extremely absurd to claim, to claim that you can overcome innate afflictions by seeing a non-existent by seeing as non-existent the two selves imputed by acquired misconceptions. Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way says, When knowing selflessness, some eliminate a permanent self, but we do not consider this the basis of the conception of I. It is therefore astonishing to claim that knowing this selflessness expunges and uproots the view of self. So it's just an attribute of the self that is a correct, is correct, the self is impermanent, but it isn't the that isn't what eliminates the, that isn't what the conception of I or the, the basis of ignorance that we're talking about. The basis of ignorance is this um, idea that the self is singular in some way and grasping at it. Um, so that is the, um, and it is only the fact that of its selflessness which serves as an, an opponent to that view. Its impermanence does not. Um, so, claim that knowing selflessness, um, it is therefore astonishing claim that knowing this selflessness, um, uh, so the, the, the lack of a permanent self, so the, um, but not knowing the lack of a true self, 
the lack of the true self is referring to selflessness. So um, it's just um, saying that that understanding of the lack of a permanent self does not expunge and uproot the view of self because it's only dealing with part of that self, um, part of the misconception of that self, and not the part which is the, the main pith of the root basis of ignorance. Also, Chandrakirti's explanation of the Middle Way Commentary says, to elucidate this very point, the irrelevance of such to innate afflictions by way of an example. Someone sees a snake living in the wall of his house. To ease his concern, someone else says there is no elephant here. Alas, to others it is ridiculous to suppose this would dispel the fear of the snake. I think that's as far as Rinpoche read. Rinpoche, Chiran Kabakasa. Let me see. Which page? Uh, okay. Okay. Ma Okay. Then, um, Kirti refers to the selflessness of the person, but it is the same for the selflessness of objects. He could have added, when knowing selflessness, some eliminate an acquired conception of self. But we do not consider this the basis of ignorance. It is therefore astonishing to claim that knowing this selflessness, uh, selflessness uh, expunges and uproots ignorance. Question. Question. In the statement by Nagarjuna set forth above, he says that the defining characteristics of a nature are not being fabricated and not depending upon something else. Was he speaking hypothetically or does such a nature exist? The Buddha replied, the Buddha posits a nature saying, this is the reality of phenomena, the nature of phenomena. It is not fabricated and does not depend on something else. Chandrakirti's explanation of the Middle Way commentary establishes that it exists citing a sutra source. So emptiness is permanent, um, just as a translator's note. Um, 
uh, I have to read the clear words. There's clear words. Is there a nature that has such qualifications as the master Nagarjuna claims? Yes, it is the reality of which the Bhagavan spoke extensively, saying, whether Tathagatas appear or not, the reality of phenomena remains. What is this reality? It is the nature of things such as these eyes. And what is their, is their nature? It is that to them, which is neither fabricated... And what is... Hold on here. And what is their nature? It is that in them, which is neither fabricated nor dependent upon something else, it is their identity as known by knowledge, free from the impairment of ignorance. Does it exist or not? If it did not exist, for what purpose would bodhisattvas cultivate the path of the perfections? Why would bodhisattvas undergo hundreds of hardships in order to know reality? Do you not previously argue that all phenomena lack intrinsic nature? Even phenomena that are not internal mental constructs lack even a particle of essential or intrinsic nature. Have we not given this answer several times? Therefore, what need is there to speak of other phenomena in terms of such a nature? For reality, the ultimate truth has no intrinsic nature at all. For Chandrakirti's clear words, so again, emptiness of emptiness is what they're talking about there. Emptiness is empty. And emptiness has no intrinsic existence. The nature of reality is not intrinsic. Um, the final nature, uh, so Chandrakirti's clear words, the final nature is the unfabricated fundamental entity which is uh, ineluctably present. It's so funny, you can see the different translation committees are using different lexicons and some of them were much more, you know, used. You, you see what I'm saying. This section, they definitely, you can tell the really serious English scholars got involved with this because of the difficulty. Um, it's just so obvious when you see the, the, how vast the lexicon they're using is. Um, it is not the latter occurrence of something that has not been before. It does not depend on causing conditions like the heat of water um, or here or there or long or short. Does fire have such a nature? It neither essentially has it nor essentially lacks it. Nevertheless, to avoid frightening listeners, our listeners, I reify it and say it exists conventionally, but does not intrinsically exist conventionally. Okay, so that'll be the conclusion. So does anybody have any questions? Yes. Well, that's of course, but that, that matter. <laughs> matter for your day today. Um, a book by Thomas Laird and the Dalai Lama. It was just called A History of Tibet with the perspective with the Dalai Lama and him uh, collaborating so we could get like a more spiritual side of the history. Okay. Um, and then I just found this really quite wonderful and also just interesting that the first, like some of the first Tibetans originated, this is like just, I don't know if it's a, it's a myth, but I want to know what you thought about it. Um, there was a rock-dwelling demoness and a monkey who either was Chenrezig, have you heard? Yeah, it's yeah. how the whole, the Tibetan, that's one of the beliefs of how the Tibetan, it's the folklore of how Tibetans were created. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just thought that was really interesting and how it, I wasn't clear whether the monkey was Chenrezig or that Chenrezig blessed the monkey. But I, I, yeah. Yeah, I was just... Tibetans are humans, monkeys are animals. I yeah. just find the whole story silly, but that's yeah. okay. That's cool. It's just, it's like not possible for a monkey to have a human. It's just, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, you can't change reality even as a Buddha. 
So it's like one of those folklores that doesn't. Rimche, the Kong Chua de the Bu Luk, the the Chiran Kashe Sampa, Pupa Tambo, Tat Sa Tambo Bu, Chen Rezig Chupa, then then Gare Gare. This song. What is it? It's the monkey and the. And uh, the Jinju, Jinju Dang, Biu, Patrick and Saju, Marta Samos, Father the Maki, Mother's a demon, Marta Samos, Samos, Samuel Kalogra, Maki Dong, Tasim and Dubala, then at the which you want him better. La Mizan Shah, the Me. Depo Patrugation, the Pugo, the Me Yomare, the Jujre, Jujre. Pada Magi. Ha Gutsu son. Matasimo. Gutsu son. You nay, the Yimba Masipa Sheja. The Yimba Masipa Sheja, Rimbache. The Me, Me Ingu. Tomorrow, Jujre, tomorrow. ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
Det's Tetsum. Tetsum Geche Shesum. What did he say? So the Dalai Lama was like, he kind of said he did the middle way because he was like, okay, probably not all Tibetans are, you know, from originated, but he's like, in a special valley, he believed, because he said he believed, because he's a Buddhist, that there are different types of life forms, uh, that there was this case of the that circumstance, and then as time went by, like, um, they became more human and human. They lost their evolution. Tails. Now we're Evol- doing yeah. evolution yeah. now. Yeah. Karma. Come and on. Like special fields no. of barley human flour. Like because the monkey wanted to feed his his the kids. The jar the 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 kale 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 me on lebson. The tambo biu dan dendru the pugu jason. Then kale 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 me me jason. It's an emanation of Chen Rezig. Um, so then, because of that, then it means that appearances no longer are what they seem. So if these are both emanations, then logically they would have to be humans. They would have to be emanating as a human that looks like a, a spirit. It looks like, in order for it all to work. But because it's their bodhisattvas, they and uh, Buddhas in this case, because Chen Rezig is a Buddha in the context we're speaking, yeah. um, and Padmasambhava. Isn't Padmasambhava the other? Guru Padmasambhava. Wasn't Padmasambhava the monkey in the... No? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just the, if okay. the demoness was, like you said, yeah. like physical. Yes. So, so, yes, that is a correct story of it. Okay. And... Yeah, and I mean, yep. yeah, okay. <laughs> I, it's it's loose though. Yeah, Katie has a question. Yeah, I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all, but we're taught to be logicians. Yeah. I can't read something so complicated as what we just read and then believe a demon and a monkey made the Tibetan race and that that logically works. That's all. <laughs> I can't read the third cha- third book of uh, the Lam Rim and then. Go to that. It's just Rinpoche's taught way too much logic. My brain's like a machine gun now. <laughs> All right. So uh, page one ninety two. Yes, There's sir. This thing it says, uh, and for those who take a dogmatic view of emptiness, he said that they are incurable. Yes. So if a person, you know, let's say you're trying to take these teachings and you're putting them into practice, you know, on the meditation cushion and you know in your everyday life and you're you know observing phenomena and that you know, transpire and trying to, you know, keep in mind that they do not have any intrinsic nature. How do you know whether you're doing this with a uh, dogmatic view of emptiness or not? Well, in this case, they're speaking of it as seeing emptiness as the ultimate reality in the sense that it um, has an <coughs> intrinsic nature, almost like emptiness is <coughs> the God. Um, so it's, it's putting qualities onto it that it doesn't have. That's really what it's saying. When it's saying dogmatic view of it, um, it's it's saying like starting to view that emptiness has an intrinsic nature itself. So then you're 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 giving it these qualities that it doesn't have, almost like a god or something that is this one thing in reality that's inherently existent. So it's saying that someone who clings to this idea that emptiness is the final um, singular thing that has no um, dependence then you're putting qualities onto it that aren't it. So then it's not emptiness at all. So, uh, you know what I mean? So as long as, so if like I was just, you know, 
saying, oh, that's a car. That car has the property of not having any intrinsic properties. You'd be fine. But if you're trying to, you know, sort of personify that property of not having intrinsic properties as a yes, thing in and yeah, of itself. Yeah, and right. it doesn't even have to be personify. It's almost spiritual or, you know what I mean? Igniting it spiritually yeah, in yeah, some yeah. way no. and giving it this weight that you would give more than any other word. All right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because every yeah. word is empty. It just, <laughs> emptiness is empty. So it doesn't have any more power other than it explains what everything is just like itself. All right. All right. You know? Yep. So it's just giving it too much power. I'd, I'd like to involve Rinpoche in this. I hate when I do this because it's really English stuff we're talking about. But I want to kind of, um, you said t 192, yeah, which is. Uh, the conqueror said that, em that emptiness eradicates all dogmatic views. As for those. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I can find that exactly really easily. Four. 641. So we're going to be in 640. That's the greatest thing this translation committee ever did was put these numbers in here. And then Katie's next. So let me just get here. I'm going to explain it to Rinpoche and uh, then we'll have Katie's question. 640, 641. Nagarjuna says, Then the the Nyamlan Cheken Sanodana Tombani Demba Drupa Yena Dene Kon the Doni Dopishere Yongomare the Gomba Lodru Sompare the Dene the Long Let's go the Long Ranshingi Utale Uta This might be it. Where's Gumbo Lodger's quote? 640. There's got to be a couple words. Wrong sheet. The Dene Shalom Tomba Yobar. Gela Jor, Shebi Dema Da Chu Gela. Rangshingi Tomba Tomba La Demba. The Rangshingi Tomba Tomba La Demba Zong Ngopar Dawa La Sumba Yinde Uta Le Ganda. See, I feel like that's Buddha Politi's text. I'll show him in the text. Rimache did. The Tomba Tomba Ni. The Gechishe. Then Gomba Lodro, Long Yure. Then Gomba Lodro, the. The Nama Tambo Lodru, then a Buddha Palita. 
Tambo Gombo Lodru, Chishina. They run shin, they guard it. She shin, they guard it. They long guard it. She shin. She shin to sell. Sell us on the shuttle. They long. Chishina, they girl, they seek. So there is no emptiness or emptiness itself that is not dependently, that does not dependently originate. Um, so, therefore, believing in, believing that emptiness itself doesn't dependently originate asserts qualities of intrinsic or inherent nature to it, which make it into something that it is not, and make it, a, as it's being described here, a dogmatic view. I can't find the word they're using, dogmatic, in the Tibetan. I'd have to scour it. Um, and it might just be a word that, um, it might be perverse views. Um, or religious views. It might just say chu, for instance. And I'm seeing phenomena, because chu is also phenomena, but it can be translated as religion. So maybe it's religious views. So anyway. Thank you. Giving it, it's like giving the emptiness this kind of quality it, it doesn't have. Yeah, so the the here dogmatic in the Tibetans, you know, if it's the same, I'd have take me a minute, but it's saying that uh, it's the religions, the the tenets of religions, tenets of religious tenets. Chulu Druta Druta Mawa. Tenets, yeah, religious tenets is what it's translating here. Katie, thank you. I have two questions. Yes. Um, is the is could you say one of the purposes of meditating or practicing trying to realize emptiness uh, to uh, ultimately uh, develop bodhicitta? Rimche, tomba ni, the garshine ngatsu tomba ni lobjung shegadu, the ngatsu tomba ni lobjung sheg gangin sena gemma ngatsu semche yongare? 
Jawayo Mare. Tobani Chino de Omaru was enough. Penanga Made Dajumus Tobala Tunu Rudiwaras. Matuba Ron Matuba Mundua. Matuba Ron Mabata Tumani Lagres. Lesser. What the Shesuna Matuba Ron Matuba Ron de Yoba Zimbatal Nun, Denzil Nun, Lesser. Denzil Quitor, Lesser. Denzil Nudu. Juje Menga Dun Yomare, Dakshin Namche Yomare, Dance Tombanik, the Kandre, the Jawa Ire, Yene, Judre Yomare, Judre Yomarebe, Tombanidan, the Shanchi Jesen, the Tsolang, the Tambo, the Tsolam, Semche, the Tombanidan, the Depo, Jawa Yurebe, Judre, Judre. I'm sorry, Tonyo the Doni Dopi Shera then Sumba? Shanju sent your mama. Tigare, the Donagare, but it's Shanju sent Rabaji Gondi as your Tanangazu. Oh, 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 similar to facsimilar. Shanju sent my own of Judas. Yene, Lobjung Mashena, Tombani Kona Lobjung She. Ninji Dang Sam. Okay, so I think I have, let me just put this answer together. One moment here. Okay, so from a cause and effect relationship, there is not a direct um, cause of bodhicitta um, that we can find in just as a general rule um, that causes bodhicitta. Let me try this again. I've got like 10 things going on in my mind. There is no cause that comes from emptiness that ends up resulting in bodhicitta. So, so the bodhicitta cannot be created without love and compassion um, and all of the steps that are necessary for an, a being without it 
to acquire it. So in order to achieve bodhicitta, you don't have to even have the wisdom realizing emptiness or the correct understanding of emptiness. So you, so there are those bodhisattvas of sharp capacity um, that they say um, the beings of sharp capacity that achieve their bodhicitta um, through great compassion, the wisdom realizing emptiness, and a facsimile of bodhicitta, so a wishing, a wanting to have bodhicitta. So they want to have bodhicitta, they have great compassion, and they have the wisdom realizing emptiness. Now, this is a bodhisattva of sharp capacity, and it is said that those things serve as a unit to cause the path of accumulation for them, to cause them to become bodhisattvas, to cause them to generate actual bodhicitta. So, emptiness is not necessary for bodhicitta's arisal. Emptiness is not a cause um, unless it's in a grouping um, of, for a bodhisattva of sharp capacity um, for bodhicitta, or for the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So the mind that aspires to enlightenment requires love, compassion, equanimity, all those pre-steps in order to be achieved. Um, and likewise, it says, this is a translator's note, but you can meditate a million years on bodhicitta, and if you don't meditate on the nature of reality and dependent origination, you'll never get to the root of cyclic existence. So you could just only, so it's the same. You could meditate forever on emptiness, but if you don't have love and compassion, then you won't generate bodhicitta. So that is, um, but Rinpoche said what emptiness is, is understanding that an object um, is not inherently existent because it is merely a collection that came together and that collection then served as a basis of designation, an appropriate basis of designation to be named as this or that. But there is no object that can be found separate from that collection coming together that's been named as whatever it was named. So there's nothing findable. So believing that there's something is findable is the incorrect view that we are trying to get rid of. And the only thing that can get rid of that incorrect view is the correct view. The only thing that can make us have a Buddha mind or a bodhicitta is the causes for that which are the seven-point cause and effect by, passed down by Lord Atisha for achieving the mind that aspires to enlightenment and equalizing and exchanging self with others passed down from Shantideva. Second question? You said you had two questions. Yes. Um, I wouldn't even, because, you know, Rumshi was talking at the beginning about um, beings of lower capacity Hinayana practitioners I think he said yes and Mahayana practitioners and then the Mahayanas want to dedicate all of their if I'm saying if I'm understanding it properly all of their uh, dedicate all of their merit and virtue to the enlightenment of themselves and others 
they want others to be enlightened as much as they want it. Mm -hmm. They want to get others out as much as they want to get out. That's really the best way to describe bodhicitta. Because okay. renunciation is the person wanting to get out for themselves. And bodhicitta is that same feeling of wanting to get out for yourself, but wanting to get yourself and everyone else out. So if you, we hear, we, I'll speak for myself. I sit here and I can just, I can mumble words and say for myself and all sentient beings, but if I get really upset with someone or I'm having a difficult day, and I still say my prayers at the end of the day, if I try, you know, if I try to, and I say for myself and all sentient beings, but I don't mean it, I mean, is that of benefit? Is it because it, mm -hmm. it's not from the heart? It's just a, not it as powerful. Just, isn't it better just yeah. to say, to, to say for myself alone? No, Rimeche, the kon sampa, the sansan kon molan ja yene the molam, the nyuneng yomare gangin sena the kon ga semchen tamche dewa dang yene semchen kashi ga gapu mare. Then Semchen Kashe Nga the Nyune Sanodan Kon Dewa the Jepo Dewa Kon the Nga Gap Gapu Gapu Mare Gangisin the Ja Sansan the Ja the Natsu Dunyalgu Sansan. Then Natsu Mulanja the Semchen Tanche Dewa Dan Yene Natsu Nangla Nangla Sanlo Semchitamche ドラレマラジャウルス。ドワザデモシュドナザチョウス。セジェンタマルドナザチョウス。セジェンタジルサンタンデュ。ナソドラテセジェンタルデュ。うん。So um Okay. Um, so, uh, no matter what, when you're doing prayers or you're, um, I want to answer, he just said the greatest answer. Let me do this correctly. Um, the Yanja Detsuranang Ramche. So everything that we're doing is a process to actualizing these thoughts, to actually believing them 100% and having them be in a mind that we have, a mind of love, a mind of compassion, a mind of a Buddha mind, which is bodhicitta. Um, so when we're saying it, but we still have maybe some doubts in our mind, Tetsum is Rimchi saying, we still have some doubts in our mind because we have some people we don't like. We have 
people we really don't want. We'd rather, if they suffered, we'd say yay. Before, if they we heard that they had something good happen to them, we would be a little bit like not feel as good as we did if you know, like certain people weren't running the country. Anyway, so like that's a good example. Um, but so it's a pro it's a process of trying to become actualizing the the realization that's within each of the lines. So I was using uh, the four immeasurables. May all sentient beings have happiness the cause of happiness. That's the prayer that I told I said to Rinpoche. He said that when you're saying that and then you have this doubt because you know you have these enemies, at that point in time you go back and you meditate on equanimity because you recognize that they are sentient beings too and that your goal is to be able to say all sentient beings and mean it. And the only way you can mean it is to work on the ones that aren't really in the group of all right now. So it's the process of, um, I, this is a translator's note, but it's one of the best sayings that is thrown around, the fake it till you make it. And that really, I've heard Geshe's say that, or translators loose up what a Geshe was saying, but... Um, it's really, that's what it means. It means just going through these, you're leaving imprints, you're becoming more habitu- you're, you're habituating yourself to like uh, doing it a certain way and thinking a certain way and it's just changing your mind slowly. One more question maybe? Two, okay. Um, uh, there are historical accounts of... Um, the ten chariots of Buddhism, of Tibetan Buddhism, the ten different, I don't know, lineages, I guess, that were, some were combined, some are seldom practiced. Yeah, and I can try. I don't know anything about well, history. So I'm going to have trouble with it is my okay. point. Because I we'll didn't see. study any history whatsoever okay. and I don't find it pertinent to this. For me, that's well. So I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Like I don't find the history of it pertinent to how I get enlightened. Okay, well, we'll see. Okay. If, if we can do this. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm wondering if all of them taught, brought the Praj- all of them, their focus was bringing us the Prajnaparamita. Was it all the, con- the Madhyamika consequence school? I'm just wondering if they were all bringing us that or just some were bringing us that. There was a mix. Rimache, the Pula, um, the Ngamang Amang Ama, the Konse de de Pula, the Rik Ju. Nampi, Nampi Chu, Pula, Ngama, the Ningma Yomare, Sakyao Yomare, Ngama, the Pula, Nampa Ju, Yure, then a Konson Yamdu Chasa, then Yuneye. Maybe, he said. He said they don't really study a lot of history either. Like not a ton, a little bit, but some of it's a lot of folklore. The ngama chiran de geshila chiran anjer ngama de anjer gusun ngama 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 the rik ju yure pula. Then nyamdu 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 cha then a na tanda tengsang atu nyingma sakya galu kaju. Yene ngama 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 rik ju yure. So they don't know anything about it. So the Buddhism in Tibet came from Nalanda, from the Indian Pandits. The Indian Pandits 
brought the Buddhism to Tibet. So Shandarashita was the the Indian pandit that came to Tibet and brought the teachings. And just as to your question, they the various pandits brought their tenet systems. So whether they some were Chittamantrans, some were you know what I mean? Yes. And then they, you know, taught the the ones that were Madhyamakas were able to teach all of it, all the views, because they were they had the highest views. So they were different levels of teachers that arrived. Because Shandarashita is not a Madhyamika Prasangika practitioner. He's a Madhyamika Autonomy School. So I'm trying trying to make it complicated. But the Kontriwa de the Tambo the Pupa Kanga Parshin Lobjung Sheson Parshin. Yeah, it really wasn't until there wasn't any of the Prajnaparamita until the Nalanda pandits brought it to Tibet. So there wasn't Prajnaparamita uh, until it was brought there. Or the the Rimache, the Parshin Yomari, Parshin Sama Yomari. So even the Bon tradition's use of the Prajnaparamita was from Nalanda. So. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't. Be, I wasn't trying to be condescending at all. I was trying to explain why I literally know nothing about history. I don't know the life story of Buddha or any of those things like that. And it's it's a handicap at times translating. But the way my brain works, I can only fill so many spaces. Okay. Like if I want to learn the history, I'm gonna learn like the hist- I'll like want to know every single thing and like I can't outer kind of glance at things. It's my character. So um, I didn't mean to feel seem funny there. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so, my question was, I know in India, like, yoga originated from there, the stretching yoga, you know? Like, hatha yoga? Yes, and, yes, yeah, I know, okay. yeah, of course, okay, I know yeah, what yoga yeah. is. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I was wondering if that played any role in Tibetan Buddhism in order to maybe enhance your spiritual realizations? There's yoga in Tibetan Buddhism. Is there? Like, 100% the kind of in, ta- in, in uh, Tantra, yes, 100%. Like, doing the poses? Yeah, 100%. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Rimache, the um, ne, the Jakarla, the Nejor, Konsu, the the Dangdu, the Lotsi Dangdu, the Nampichu, the Yure, Yure, Nga, in Tantra, the the Do Yurebe, Do Danga. So there is both in Sutra and Tantra, you can find yoga poses. Interesting. And like the breathing with it and stuff like that. I know. Yeah, absolutely. I've studied it. Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. It's very, very little bit. I read a bo- bo- one book on it. It was very short. Yeah. And I did all the poses and it was awesome and then I lost it. Like the sun I salutation. I the name of it. Stuff like that. Huh? The sun sun salutation. And that is a pose. A very common. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I always Downward thought Downward dog, sun salutation. Yeah, all those different things. Yeah, I only thought it was affiliated with India, but now I've totally learned something new. So, Same cool. Frustrations. Yeah, very oh, similar really? to a salutation. It all like kind of comes in, because you you have to assume that culture is going to carry stuff in. Right. 
even if it's just a cultural and isn't really religious, because there are aspects of yoga that people do for other reasons, even in India. All right, concluding mandala. Thank you, everyone, for all questions. That is interesting to think about, though, like how many, all the different teachers that came in and they taught like the different views of emptiness. It's like the first people, I wonder if they were so sold on the autonomy school because they didn't have any of it really. And then Chandrashita showed up and taught everyone that way. So I wonder if people were there where there was some, I'm going to have to ask this now, but if there were people who were questioning it, cause it at that point before another higher Nalanda scholar showed up, or, or was that it? Everybody thought that was right. Rimache, the the Shewatsu Pula lesson, then con the Umitenjo, Umaranjupa Trison. Then they, the Konsu Getru Kanga, Umaranjupa, the Umitenjo, Yomaribe. So there were some students that had, because of karma and so forth, had the view um, or questioned it or had the doubt or um, I, I'd be interesting to know how long it was if there was a lifetime where there wasn't both you know what I mean that, that I would be interested in what is that Dolchen I know Dzochen D-Z-O Dzochen that's Nyingma that's related to the Padmasambhava Nyingma school What do you mean? It's in, no, it's foundational as Mahamudra is, which is part of the uh, Sakya tradition or the bliss of union of bliss and emptiness in the Galup tradition. Or okay, cool. Conclusion: I am not smart. <laughs> That's how I feel after I read this. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land, the snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful, Avogateshvara, Tenzin Jatso, stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandog upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance, Suji Rinpoche Gutsi Shapi Denonam.